Welcome to the Spearline Podcast. Each episode, we talk to thought leaders in the technology and telecoms industry from all around the world. In this episode, Mike and I are delighted to be joined by Stamatios Papadatos, Senior IT Leader Architect from Atos. Atos is the global leader in secure and decarbonized digital with a range of market-leading digital solutions along with consultancy services, digital security and decarbonization offerings. Enjoy the episode and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. So welcome to the podcast, Stamatios. We're delighted to have you on today. Thank you. So to begin with, can you tell us a bit about yourself and your experiences in telecoms? Sure. I I started off on the West Coast in a very small call center type environment, a single site type solution, and helped see the evolution of our call center go from a single site-based model to a multi-site model and helped move us towards a global virtual contact center interaction business model with multiple channels of support that a person could use, not just the old traditional inbound voice support. Now there's the alternate chat channels and email channels that people could get a hold of us uh, for support to as well. So, so I've seen that evolution go from a single site-based model to a global virtual call center model over the course of the years. Okay. So my background is... Uh, with this associated with supporting the global contact center technology, as well as the telecommunications infrastructure associated with that technology too as well. And when you get into that multi-site, then you're into skills-based routing and uh, time of day routing and all kinds of interesting stuff, yeah? Oh, yes. I mean, time of day routing, I mean, it's no longer... It's it's all based on staffing now, and if you have someone staffed to support a skill, they can be anywhere in the world, and you can leverage people across the globe. There's no longer borders associated with our technology. There may be borders in between our countries, but there's no longer borders there, so we have a borderless solution that we've deployed in our environment where the calls could reach People from various customers to various skills that could go to a single agent or agents across the globe, anywhere in the globe, as long as they have that skill, they'll get that call to support it too as well. But yeah, over time though, the older technology would have to look ahead and see if that uh, agent was available before it route the call to them. Now it's they're available, sees them real time and offers the call to them as long as they meet the routing conditions associated with that call type. Yeah, and it seems that the, the last couple of years, you know, thanks to a, a global pandemic that that nobody really welcomed, um, you know, we, we've now gone from your, your single site to multi-site to many multi-site because everybody's kitchen is now a contact center kind of. Um, and the communication challenges in there are, are, are certainly interesting because we're now at residential kind of endpoints. But cloud telephony and all of that, as you say, you don't have to do that, that kind of look ahead in quite the same way. Um, the technology is always sensing availability and knowing what the agent's state and, and ability to take a call is. Exactly. Now now we know real time whether someone's available or not to take the call. So it's no yeah. longer just, I, mean, I remember older solutions we've had in place where at the carrier level, we were just routing the calls regardless of whether they're available or not. The whole 
traditional percent allocations being done in the cloud to now it's just uh, real time because it sees the agents availability real time. Yeah, which is good. And and I guess it's more managing on, on service levels now within those skill groups. And, and if you need to add more resources to that particular pool, you just go for it. Yeah. Yes. And plus the routing could be set up very in a dynamic manner where you may have certain skilled resources be the primary preferred resources to support a customer call then you may have resources from other groups that may be primarily available to support another customer or another service. But if those resources become available and idle, you could overflow calls to them automatically as they become available. So there's virtually very minimal downtime and you're improving the utilization of your workforce too as well. So Yeah, very good. And in that world, um, what makes Atos kind of unique for, among your customers within your market? Yeah, what makes us unique is that we, we've, we've got a very dynamic business model over time. It used to be static, I'll admit, and it's become very dynamic where it could route the calls and offer the calls to a variety of customers, uh, for a variety of customers to a variety of agents throughout the world. Uh, there's no longer borders in this world, we can send the calls to virtually any resource that is skilled to support those calls. And and ideally, we send those calls to the most preferred agents at that point that are most qualified to support those calls. Also, our strategy is to have more of an omni-channel approach to as well. So as one channel goes down, they could connect seamlessly to an alternate channel to as well via chat or email to engage our interaction center for support. Yeah, yeah. And and you mentioned um, at the start there about that, that whole omni-channel world that's evolved around us. Um, voice calls are not necessarily everything, but what do you see and experience as far as consumer demand for, say, voice versus chat? You know, where, where do preferences lie when? Yeah, the preferences, consumers want to get a hold of a live body. Uh, agents are working from their cars, their homes, anywhere on the road too as well. So challenges that we're experiencing now is the stability of that connection that the agents have from where they're working at and being able to detect in advance whether they have a stable connection before sending the call to them, I think, is over time, we're going to see intelligence built into technology to a point where we know whether that agent has a stable connection before offering that call to an agent so that we have an improved customer experience. We know we can look ahead and see if they have a stable connection. If they do, then we'll offer the transaction to them too as well. So. I think that's where we're going to end up heading here, where we got the intelligence here to detect whether they have a stable network environment before we even offer uh, interaction to them. Okay. Yeah. So if somebody's got a, a relatively poor connection at this point in time, they, they get kind of relegated to the email queue. And if somebody's got a, a really strong connection, they're available for voice. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And um, in, in your role within Atos, um, what, what are some of the services you provide for your customers? Uh, we provide a variety of services. My team's responsible for the delivery of new services 
and the support of our voice telephony infrastructure here for our North American client base. Uh, the contact center technology too as well. We're responsible for uh, facilitating and submitting all the solution change requests and new transition re uh, requests too as well with our global tools organization. So we kind of, we coordinate uh, for any new customers on being onboarded into our environment, we help facilitate the transition into our global contact center too as well to make sure their requirements are properly implemented into our environment. Okay. And every every one of those customers would have its own kind of mini dial plan. Some of them probably yes, not mini. Yes, they, they, they all have dedicated numbers so we can give them a very intimate type of experience too as well, a very custom experience where the greeting on the front end is customized and tailored towards that particular client. And the agent knows exactly who's calling when the call gets offered to them too as well through the different whisper pops that appear on their desktop, uh, properly identifying who the customer is and how to greet the caller. Okay. And in some cases, is it that your customer brings their own telephone numbers or, or do you provision them? No, we provision 90... 95% of the time, we provide the customers their numbers. Sometimes okay. there's numbers in their environment that they would just repoint that they don't want to give up. They just repoint to a new, new number on the back end that we assigned. But 95% of the time, we're provisioning new numbers for them. And then okay. if there's an end to our engagement, they want to assume ownership responsibilities over those numbers, which we have the flexibility to transition back to them if they need to. Due to the goodwill associated with that number over time, numbers become well-known, or, or there's cosmetic numbers that are available out there that spell certain things that make it easier for users to interact with the help desk too as well. So in those cases, typically the numbers want, the customer wants to make sure they retain those numbers for the lifetime of their services. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So you, you end up managing a, a nice pool of carriers and network partners, I would say. Yes. Yeah, we've got a variety of carriers. We have certain strategic partners that we prefer to use for international inbound services versus North, North American U.S. domestic services. Uh, we have other carriers that we use for within country. Okay. And just out of curiosity, um, do you do you see inbound services as as kind of losing a bit of I don't know interest or or a little bit of um, importance in the market space and and toll free numbers? Do you think that they're still something that businesses by default go for? Uh, toll free services is still in demand. However, as local toll access lines become more and more available throughout the world and easier to procure. The customers just prefer to dial a local in-country number too as well to minimize the cost associated with that transaction. Okay. And in terms of um, problem solving, you know, my own experience is, um, particularly when you're dealing with multiple carriers, sometimes on-net and off-net traffic and all this kind of stuff, yes. uh, when, there are, when there are problems the network arrangements do get complicated, and when something goes wrong, it can be quite dramatic. Um, do, do you find your engineers are doing a lot of reactive work, um, doing firefighting, 
Yeah. Yes, actually, we used to do a lot of uh, reactive work, but with your services in place, your voice assurance services in place, we're able to uh, automate uh, most of that, especially with our major service providers. Uh, we have put in some rules in place um, where we test three consecutive times, and if we have a line connectivity issue where we're unable to reach our service desk from a specific country after three consecutive tests, iterative tests there, at that point, we eliminate the possibility of that being a false alert. And if we've I've worked with JJ, and he was really good about working with us as a service delivery manager and implementing a solution where we're able to compile all the information our engineers typically would manually have to compile themselves and that initial test they would do problem validation testing too as well it eliminates the need of us having to do that especially if your system has done three iterative tests back to back failed three times at that point we know we've got a true issue on our hands and we need to alert our vendors as quickly as possible so that they can get engaged early on before core business hours to help resolve the problem before the customer detects the problem. So um, that's one of the value add benefits of your solution and working with uh, people like JJ too as well with um, helping automate that interaction with our carrier and compiles all that information we typically manually have to compile and sends a P1 ticket automatically to our carrier. So that saved us on the front end between 30 to 45 minutes having to deal with the P1 outage plus any possible delays associated with us I'm waiting to hear from a customer. We are, we're no longer waiting to hear from our customers. We're being more proactive and we're waiting to hear from your system. And so we'd rather hear from your system than from our customers, because at that point, once we're hearing from our customers, uh, experience has already been detected or the lack thereof with have, having to be able to get a hold of our contact center. So, yeah, yeah. All very positive. Um, you know, and, and, and in a prior existence, I was in, in network operations myself, and I, I recall certainly getting reports like I could get a report today on a Monday morning about something that happened over the weekend or on a Friday afternoon and you know switch logs have rolled and the evidence is is gone and you get sketchy information about what was the number dialed from so yeah it, it's hard to raise some of that stuff with the carrier oh I'd, I'd love it when I come in the morning and hear about a outage that occurred in the evening that was resolved before you know core business hours in the morning too as well yeah, that's brilliant. Uh, and and your team's stepping in too as well to make sure that you know our our, our major providers getting the feedback they need to make sure that they understand it's a true bona fide outage with all the call detail examples tagged to the ticket too as well so that they can properly trace and troubleshoot the problem in a timely manner. Yeah, yeah, and that that is critical. Um I know, I know managing um, a, a kind of a global network like the, the likes of BT or, or Orange or any of those big players, that is really complicated. Um, and if they're not given a fair opportunity to resolve an issue, to identify and resolve an issue, um, they're not, they're not going to be able to. So with all that forensic information presented to them, they're on to a winning um, path. But I, I, re I remember 
again, older days, the number of tickets that came back and every carrier had its own different label, whether it was, um, you know, no evidence of failure or no fault found, no trouble found. Those were really frustrating moments for me because we knew there was problems. Uh, we just didn't give enough evidence to, to, to go and resolve yeah. the issue. But now with all this, you know, the, the recording, the CDRs, the exact time and the ability to recreate quite often. Oh, yeah. You know, they've, they've, exactly. they've got every everything they need, I think, to, to go out and do a good job. Exactly. You have reached Sorry, a number the number you have dialed is not in service. No longer do you know if your phone lines are working? Are your customers complaining of bad audio quality on your support lines? Spearline makes it easy to test your phone lines anywhere and anytime. To see how Spearline can help your business, head to Spearline.com. Now back to the conversation. And speaking of the customer experience, then um, how, how big of an impact does poor audio quality or connection issues have on the, the customer experiences within these services? Yeah, it, it's critical that, you know, quality, uh, audio quality is detected early on, you know, the PSQ scores that you provide us with as well as the PDD scores. Uh, measures the customer's experience in a very objective manner and it allows us to at least monitor those countries where they're calling from and open up any necessary tickets and engage our providers and partners in this space to make sure that the quality of the audio is improved upon if there's anything we can do about it at that point. So those two scores. Also, this good point to raise is that you need to make sure that with your service provider that you have the SLAs in place too as well through your agreements to hold them accountable to any particular score that you want to hold them accountable to when they're delivering their services uh, for your end users. So, so it's very important that you have necessary contracts in place too as well so you can turn around and open up those tickets and hold them accountable to um, providing quality services on the pdd score as well as p psq score yeah i think that that is important um we, we've got some customers who have applied you know a zero tolerance kind of uh, policy where everything gets ticketed uh regardless you know what they discover what gets reported to them anecdotally etc um, just just so that at the end of a period they can say to each individual carrier, you know, we had X tickets, you know, you you took this many calls, this many minutes trafficked on your network, um, and and they have a ratio of tickets to minutes or tickets to calls, um, and and they look for that to be an improving kind of ratio over time uh, as they focus on quality management. Yep. Prior to using Spearline, um, we never did discover those hiccups. In the customer's experience and after using spearline services now it's opened the door to seeing some of the quality issues being experienced from a variety of countries throughout the world as well as any hiccups that occur in the networks due to changes occurring after hours that may not have been properly planned by your partner uh, service providers so so it's open the door and open visibility to all these hiccups that occur in the environment too as well so that we can make sure they're properly addressed and that our our service partner organizations are are practicing putting the best practices in place to prevent them from happening again too as well and properly communicating any changes 
that are occurring in their environments after hours to help prevent the issues from reoccurring. Yeah, and that and that's an important point. Um, you know, cha- change activity is a necessity with the technology that we're talking about. So all the carriers are out there making sure that their their software and firmware revisions are all up to date, that you know they've got the latest and greatest um, to support their traffic, but they're also changing out hardware, they're adding capacity. All of those things are necessary, but all of those introduce a bit of risk. So those hiccups are, are never going to fully go away. But if we can help manage um, and measure the quality, then then we're going to minimize it. And, and we're going to give them the feedback that says they get better at change control. Things are done more carefully with more resilience. Yeah, and we've intentionally staggered our testing for a variety of customer lines in the early hours so that from the same country in such a manner where we can detect if a change did occur after hours, we can detect and catch it early on. Um, By the way, we've staggered our testing before core hours, during core hours, and after core hours of operation too as well so that the customer doesn't have a negative experience and, and... they're able to get through to our contact center during core hours predominantly. Yeah, very good, very good. Um, so, so your team um, is responsible for voice delivery and Spearline monitors numbers currently for various projects that um, you'll be working on. How, how important is it to test these numbers? Oh, it's it's critical at this point. We've uh, I couldn't imagine being without your services now. Or early on, I'll, I'll admit though, it's like wow, is this how many issues are actually occurring in the real world after hours that I don't know about? Uh, I kind of considered it somewhat of a nuisance, you know, getting all these alerts. And it made my job a little harder because now we had to make sure they're being addressed. But at the same time, it made my job easier over time um, because we've, we've been more proactive and we've prevented the customer from coming to us and telling us about the problem. We've minimized uh, that um, and, and improved the customer's experience with being able to get a hold of our line. So I can't imagine being without a service like yours, uh, automated test tool at this stage. And those 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 bigger issues um, that you would have experienced before using Spearline, I'm sure you know, would have would have been um, impactful on everybody's kind of personal life because support teams are kind of like you know the medical community. We have that Hippocratic oath, and if the network is down and you happen to be Friday evening out for a meal, you'll you'll step outside on the footpath and take the call and try and get the network up and running. Um, is your team operating like like that, uh, or have they had they been previously? Yeah, so there's we have alternative methods for our customers to get a hold of our global interaction center. So so if one method goes down, obviously chat is still up or email routing is still up, and also we have backdoor numbers that are still up and operational. So we've if we have extended outages on a particular main phone line we have backdoor numbers that are that they can call instead as a backup measure so it helps 
minimize the disruption of our on-call team members too as well, where they just say, hey, as a backup in the meantime, you can just have your callers call this number as a workaround solution until services have properly been restored or use the different channels of support as a background measure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know a lot of our customers would say, you know, by, by taking the kind of proactive approach, uh, as you've experienced, you, you begin to realize how many little anomalies are out there as well as the big impacting items. Um, but in the longer run, you know, pe- people do get a little more feeling of control over managing those services, Absolutely. Um, qual- quality of life, less stress, um, maybe yep. the ability to turn attentions to more proactive work projects that will advance the cause rather than you know putting out the fires i agree and we're we're firefighting in more proactive manner and a lot of those fires are going away and we aren't experiencing extended outages like we've experienced in the past by having test tools like yourself the voice assurance tool that we use so and our on-call resources aren't interrupted as much especially with the automated alerting direct to our service provider where we're able to keep our team still in the loop so that they can validate whether the problem's being resolved in a proactive manner so that helps helps us rest much better very good <laughs> and helps our customer rest more assured too as well that work they're going to be, be given a positive uh, customer experience by being able to get a hold of our interaction center Excellent. Uh, you mentioned it there um, with with your um, relationship with Spearline, you, you were able to develop a, a direct alert to your global carrier partner in real time. And um, what, what was your thought process behind creating this process? My thought process was to eliminate and streamline the process further. I found that our team was being very reactive. They're having to manually compile all the pertinent information and they'd have to collect the call detail records and reproduce the example themselves and open the ticket manually with our our service provider. I wanted to save time on the front end and minimize any disruption in services before it goes into core hours and make sure that your tool's already producing all the data that we need to alert our our preferred partner. So I want to just get that data directly to them in the format that they normally require it in with all the pertinent information on the back end provided to as well. The solution that you helped us provide is very dynamic and it provides all the what we call the SRN numbers, the application numbers associated with that international toll-free number, the country of origin, the CLI data from the test calls too as well, and the time it occurred, and and each instance that you did a retest to as well when it failed, it provides all those details that they normally ask that we have to manually reproduce ourselves. Now we no longer have to manually reproduce that information, compile that information. It's more automated and so it's saved us a lot of headache and saved us time to interact with our preferred carrier directly as quickly as possible to minimize any downtime associated so it's a very innovative approach and uh, where false alerts too as well which do occur from time to time but 
are minimized to as well through the iterative testing approach that we use where we do three consecutive tests back to back within minutes from each other so that we can validate that that is a bona fide P1 outage rather than having a human do those retests. Once we validated that it's a true outage, the system has, it alerts our provider with all the necessary information to open up that P1 ticket and get people engaged to resolve it as quickly as possible. And then that, that's the key thing in that early stage is get the right resources, focusing on it, and you'll get a resolution to it. Yeah, yeah. But I think the next step now is going to be to proactively alert our customer, too, that we're aware of an issue, we're working on it, and in the meantime, you can use these other chat channels. If we can send a, take things to the next step, stage, so to speak, and send a proactive notification out to our customers too as well, just to let them know, hey, we're aware that your inbound calls, callers from this particular country are experiencing an issue. It was detected at this time in the morning. It's being worked on and the ETA is this for resolution of that problem. In the interim, please use these other channels for support. That's where we need a move towards too as well as sending those proactive customer communications out to our customer as a next phase of improving that relationship with our customer and the availability of our services very good and i understand um, that you've also been looking at our ivr mapping and transcription features um oh yes as, as part of the beta test how's that going oh i love it i i think it's i mean once you tweak uh, a few things out there, but I think it's going to be a great value-add tool from detecting any changes that may have occurred on an IVR that were not properly um, authorized to be made, as well as from designing the IVR itself. Sometimes we walk in and take over a customer's infrastructure as is and it's not properly documented especially the contact center space and we need to help document all the various lines and what they're doing the various menu options associated with those lines your tool helps document the flow and the various menu options in a very automated manner too so i was very impressed with um with the first pass of testing that we've done with your tool and look forward to uh, using it in, in our environment too as well, especially for those people that are involved with uh, designing and documenting the services that are currently in place. Uh, it's going to save them a few hours of design work by just uh, setting up the line that they want to have the transcription service applied to and automatically produce that flow uh, the, some recommendations I've already made in that area just to make sure it's produced in a flow that's editable where we can go in and make any changes to it and in, in case we do desire to make any changes to it to as well. So, Okay, excellent, excellent. Yeah, that wraps up another uh, fantastic episode. Thanks again, Stamatius, for coming on the show, sharing your insights and experiences. Thank you. And that wraps up another fantastic episode. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms so you won't miss any new episodes. Visit Spearline.com forward slash the Spearline podcast so you can listen back to previous episodes. And don't forget to like and share on all your favorite social media platforms.
Spearline proactively monitors phone numbers for audio quality and connectivity globally. Our platform enables enterprises and telecommunication service providers to test connectivity and quality on global telecoms networks, testing automatically at volume. If you would like to find out more about how Spearline can help you, please contact us at spearline.com. And for more insights and in-depth interviews like these, you can subscribe to the Spearline podcast channel and don't forget to check out spearline.com where you can find all of our latest articles, white papers and much more. Till next time, and thank you for listening to The Spearline Podcast.